0: O Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, June 10th, 2023. It is 5.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we come to you once again from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 364 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a 2022 WCWS Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, mister WCWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you. As we will, of course, bring you here today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. <clears throat> we will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, talk about the Week in Review Uh, Of course, for this week, and not just in the world of wrestling, but also here in the radio network. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, any wrestling news tidbits, of course, that has come in overnight between uh, after last night's edition of Revolution and, of course, up until this evening, we will, courtesy of 411 Mania, we will also bring those here to you as well. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening please feel free of course to give us a call oh, excuse me <clears throat> please feel free of course to give us a call the phone number as always one 562 444 caller id uh, <clears throat> 141-364 pound and press that one ladies and gentlemen if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. It is now 5.58 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, this is Saturday, June 10th, 2023. Of course, good to have you here with us with episode 364 of WCWS Power Hour. Let us not waste any time here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and get right into, of course, the action, as we will, of course, start things off with your wrestling uh and pop culture, history, and birthday here report. (coughs) Which, of course, I will go and point out, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, also bring this to you here as well. We will, of course, also bring this here to you as well. Uh, This coming Monday on WCWS Raw Radio, when we recap, of course, all the Uh, History and birthdays, of course, from this from today and, of course, also tomorrow. So, but. Sorry about that here, folks. Let's go ahead and get that right here, too. And we do have it, of course, right here. It's a very interesting, of course, pieces of wrestling history, of course, right here. First off, on this date in 1983, for the first time in 631 days, the NWA NWA World Heavyweight Championship changed hands. When Harley Race defeated Ric Flair in a two out of three falls match in St. Louis, Missouri, Race scored two falls to the one scored by Ric Flair. On a date in 1996, Scott Hall unveiled his big surprise on WCW Monday Nitro when Kevin Nash made his return to the promotion. Of course, previously working for WCW as various outlandish characters such as Vinny Vegas and of, of course Oz. Nash left for the WWF in 1993 and found significant stardom as Diesel. His return along, excuse me, his return alongside Hall kicked off the historic NWO angle that ran for over four years on and off, and of course still continues to make an impact, even of course here today. On this date in 2002, Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out of WWE just hours before Raw was due to go go live from Atlanta, Georgia. On the show, he was booked to face and lose to Brock Lesnar for the first time ever. Austin was enraged that WWE would give away such a potentially historic match on Raw, and this capped many months of frustration with his booking in the company and his physical condition. Austin would not appear for WWE again until February of 2003. On this date in 2005, a special hardcore homecoming event took place at the old ECW arena in Philadelphia. The event was organized as something of a counterpoint to WWE's ECW one-night stand that would take place in New York City the following day. Primarily put together by former ECW world champion Shane Douglas and TNA's Jeremy Borash, the event utilized many of the performers not booked for WWE's event, but also some that were. The main event was a throwback to one of ECW's most famous bouts and saw Sabu defeat Shane Douglas and Terry Funk in a no-ropes, no barbed-wire, three-way dance. <clears throat> On the date in 2008, going by the name of Tiffany, WWE Diva Search 2007 finalist Taryn Terrell made her proper WWE TV debut on ECW on Sci-Fi as the assistant to general manager Teddy Long. On a stage in 2012, TNA Slammiversary took place at College Park Center in Arlington, Texas, Two titles changed hands on the night. Of course, Brooke Tesbacher defeated Gail Kim to win the knockouts title. And the team of AJ Styles and Kurt Angle defeated Bad Influence, who was Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. In the main event, Bobby Roode retained the TNA World Heavyweight title against Sting. And on the same 2019, on an episode of Raw from the SAP Center in San Jose, California, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins lost their Raw tag team titles to The Revival, who was Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. Of course, you now know them as FTR. In a triple threat match that also included The Usos. And, of course, we do have two birthdays here today, ladies and gentlemen. First off, we want to wish a very happy... Uh, let me look here a see, see. Happy... Let me make sure I have this right... Yes, happy 29th birthday here today to current Impact Knockouts champion Deanna Perrazzo. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, uh, make sure I have this right. Yes, happy 35th birthday today to CJ Banks. So happy birthday to Deanna Perrazzo and CJ Banks here today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's also go ahead and bring you of course, uh, tonight tonight's of course pop culture history and birthdays, and we will of course and we of course as always will present this in the same fashion that we it every single Wednesday evening <clears throat> on WCWS Outside the Ropes. On the date in 1190 during the Third Crusade, the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick I bar. Barbarossa drowns while crossing the the Silap River. Of course, it was part of is now considered part of modern day Turkey, leading and of course leading an army to Jerusalem. On a stage in 1786, a landslide dam on the Dadu River caused by an earthquake ten days earlier collapses, killing 100,000 people in the Sichuan province of China. On a state in 1898, the U.S. Marines land in Cuba during the Spanish-American War. On a state in 1916, the Great Arab Revolt begins against ruling Ottoman Turks. On a state in 1963, the U.S. E- United States Equal Pay Act was signed into law by President John F. Kennedy. On a state in 1977, Apple Computer ships its first Apple II computers. And on the stage in two thousand three, the Spirit rover is launched, beginning NASA's Mars exploration rover mission. Two moments here from uh, your uh, two two moments here, of course, as a preview of your uh, mo- uh, TV and movie uh, history. On stage, nineteen seventy seven, uh, legendary golfer Al Guyberger becomes the first player in history to post a sub sixty score. Uh, 59, of course, minus 13 in a PGA tourist sanctioned event during the, and I think this was supposed to be in the sports portion, but I'll go and read it anyway. During the second round of the Dan- Danny Thomas Memphis Classic at Colonial Country Club in Cordova, Tennessee. But I think that was supposed to be, I think, ladies and gentlemen, a sports moment. They may have probably, um, I think they may have actually just put that in the wrong spot but another moment we do have an actual moment for your um we'll consider that of course part uh, your a sports moment from today in history but your movies and television history and birthday moment right here from 2007 the series finale of the sopranos uh, on, on HBO airs it, 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 which includes the infamous cut to black ending and also, of course, a piece of history from your uh, <clears throat> um, a piece of music history from, of course, this day, of course, 1865. Richard Wagner's opera Tristan und uh, Isolade premieres in Munich, Germany. On a date in 1720, Mrs. Clements of England markets the first paste style mustard. Hmm. Some birthdays to bring you of course uh legendary african-american actress hattie mcdaniel of course you might remember her from uh, she played um she was in of course gone with the wind who of course went through of course a lot of uh controversy here um um <clears throat> of course uh winning of course a, a, an oscar for her performance in gone with the wind but but they would not let her attend the the moment because I believe she was because of her color, of course, at that time. But of course, they do. They did. Of course, a, a member of her family did establish a marker, I believe, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. She was born on this date in 1895. She would sadly pass away in 1952. Terence Radigan was born on this date in 1911. He would pass away in 1977. Sal Bellow. Yeah. Uh, was born on the state in 1915. He would pass away in 2005. And Prince Philip, of course, the husband of, of course, now the late Queen Elizabeth, was born on the state in 1921. He would pass away in 2021. I believe he, I don't know, if, I, I think he reached the 100 year old mark. I am not 100% sure if he did. But of course, with respect, of course, we won't, uh, I, we don't ask, of course, any. Questions like that, especially someone, of course, of this importance and magnitude. Some other birthdays to bring you in terms of your celebrities. Legendary, of course, actress and singer Judy Garland. Of course, you might remember her as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Was born on the state in 1922. She would pass away in 1969. Uh, Actress Elizabeth Hurley today turns 58. Actor and comedian Bill Burr today turns 55. And actress Lily Sob- 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 Soboleski today turns 40 and she's still and all of them of, of course look absolutely wonderful on say in 1845 Andrew Jackson's African gray parrot Paul is removed from his funeral for swearing at the hermitage Tennessee, for swearing at the hermitage in Tennessee. General attendee William Menifee Norman recorded, before the sermon, while the crowd was gathering, a wicked parrot that was a household pet got excited and commenced swearing so loud and long as to disturb the people and had to be carried from the house. And keep in mind this was the parrot that belonged to the late President Andrew Jackson. Some weddings to speak of on the state 1962. Uh, Chicago Bears running back Gail Sayers, who was 19 at the time when Mary his high school sweetheart, Linda McNeil, on a in 1967, Marguerite II of Denmark, who was 27 at the time, would marry Prince Heinrich of Denmark, who was 32 at the time, at the Naval Church of Copenhagen in Denmark. On a say, and also on a nineteen eighty-nine, Steve Yeerseman, a player for the Detroit Red Wings hockey team, who was twenty-four at the time, would marry Lisa Brennan. Also, one divorce on this date in 2004. Allie Landry, but, um, of course, a model and actress who was 30 at the time, was divorce after Mario Lopez, best known, of course, for Saved by the Bell. And also, I believe he, also, I think he is now on that, uh, um, that Hollywood show called um, Extra, I believe it is, who was 30, also 30 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after only being married for just two weeks. Some passings in the world of history. Alexander the Great passed away on his date in 323 BC. Frederick Barbosa, as we said, passed away in 1190. Of course, as you know, he did drown while crossing, of course, to uh, to uh, while he was heading to Jerusalem. Marcus Garvey passed away on the date in 1940. Legendary actor Spencer Tracy passed away on the date in 1967. Uh, a notorious... Uh, the man, of course, well known, of course, as part of being part of the Mafia, uh, John Gotti, passed away on this state in 2002, and the leg- and legendary musician Ray Charles passed away on this date in 2004. And on this date, 1935, ladies and gentlemen, uh, surgeon uh, the surgeon known as Dr. Bob could not perform an operation without alcoholic assistance, but he took his last drink on this day. And Alcoholics Anonymous was officially born, which is of course an organization that is used to help people dealing with alcohol abuse. So, so it's it's kind of interesting to see how that, of course, was founded, which I know that's been around for a very long time. On this date in now your movies and television history, on this date in 1939, the MGM cartoon character known as Barney Bear would officially make his debut. On the state in 1954, KQED-TV Channel 9 in San Francisco, a PBS affiliate, would begin their broadcasting. On the state in 1955, KWEX-TV Channel 41 in San Antonio, Texas, an independent affiliate, would begin their broadcasting. On the state in 1967, uh, Paul Walter Bob Segrin sets a world record mark of 17... 17 uh 17 uh seven in San Diego. I want to say 1968. Uh it was the last time that the Danny Thomas Hour would air on NBC. Also, two other moments from 1968. First off, KCFW TV Channel 9 in Callspell, Montana, which started out with ABC now, then, then of course went to NBC, began their broadcasting. And TV now known as W T Z H, channel twenty four, Meridian, Mississippi, started out with NBC, then it went to CBS, had their first broadcast. Also, ladies and gentlemen, on the state, nineteen seventy two, Sam, Sammy Davis Jr.'s cover of the Candy Man by Anthony Newley and Leslie Bercuse from the film The Willy Wonka Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory goes to number one on the charts. It is. It does become his biggest single. Some birthdays, like we said, of course, as we said, Hattie McDaniel was born on this date in 1895. She would pass away in 1952. Judy Garland was born on this date in 1922. She would pass away in 1969. Also, as we said, Elizabeth Hurley turns 58. Bill Burr turns 55, and Lily so- 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 Subiletski today turns 40. And one passing, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you said, Spencer Tracy passed away on this date in 1967. Some other weddings, ladies and some weddings that took place here on the state in 1995. Actress and singer Holly Robinson, who was 30 at the time, with Mary Philadelphia Eagle quarterback Rodney Pete, who was 29 at the time in Los Angeles. On the state of 1999, model and actress Esther Kanadas. Who was 22 at the time would Mary Model Mark Vanderloo, who was 31 at the time, at the 900-year-old Vallombrosa Abbey in Tuscany, on this date in 2000, live with uh, Kelly and Michael, which of course was of course was of course a show originally of course uh, hosted by Regis Philbin, executive producer Michael Gilman. Its executive producer Michael Gilman, who was 38 at the time, would marry uh laurie hibbert who was a correspondent for cbs's early show who was 36 at the time at a long island estate on the same, in 2006 spanish singer uh let's see make sure that i want to make sure that i have this name correct uh yes burton osborne who was 51 at the time would marry Ve- venezuelan model fabiola martinez in seville spain and I was in 2017 actress and film producer Jessica Chastain who was 40 at the time would marry uh would marry executive Gian Lu- Lucia Lucia Passe de Preposulo in the northern Italian city of Treviso <clears throat> of course in the vi- villa uh, in the villa di Polo Passe forgive me of course like I said a if- if I mispronounce any of that. Okay, now of course your uh, music history and birthdays, of course, right here. On a date in in 1818, Passario Opera Theater opens with Rossini's La Gaza Ladra. 1865, Richard Wagner's opera Tristan und Asolde premieres in Munich, Germany. On the state 1964, Rolling Stones record their 12 by 5 album at Chess Studios in Chicago. On the state 1966, Janice Joplin plays her first gig with Big Brother and the Holding Company at Avalon Ballroom in San Francisco. Also, on the same day, Janis Joplin's first live concert takes place at the Avalon Ballroom in San Francisco. And also, once again, on the same date, the Beatles released a single called Paperback Writer and Rain in the UK. Rain would feature experimental studio tricks of slowed-down bass and drums tracks and backwards vocals in the fade-out. On a date in 1967, 15,000 attended Fantasy Fair and Magic Mountain Music Festival in California. And on a 1972, the single Too Young was released by Donny Osmond. Uh, one birthday, of course, Judy Garland was born on a state, like we said, 1922. He would pass away in 1969. And also, of course, one passing, as we said, Ray Charles passed away on this date in 2004. Uh, Three weddings, as we said, of course. Um, 1995, of course, as we said, Holly Robinson would marry Rodney Pete in Los Angeles. 2000, as we said, also 2006, Burton Osborne would marry Fabiola Martinez in Seville, Spain. And on stage 2012, country music singer Winona Judd, who was 48 at the time, would marry the drummer for Highway 101, Cactus Moser, in Leapers Fork, Tennessee. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, your sports history and birthdays, of course, right here. On in 1868, during the second Belmont, Bobby Swim aboard the horse known as General Duke wins in 302. 1871, during the fifth Belmont, W. Miller aboard the horse, aboard Harry Bassett, would win in 256. 1876, at the 10th Belmont, William Donahoe aboard the horse known as Algerine wins in 240.5. 1880, the Major League Baseball's Boston Red Caps outfielder Charlie Jones becomes first to hit two home runs in one inning, both off of Tom Poorman in a 19-3 win over the visiting Buffalo Bisons. 1890, to during the 24th Belmont, Pike Barnes riding a horse known as Burlington wins in 207.75. On the day in 1891, during the 25th Belmont, Ed Garrison riding uh, Foxford wins in 208. 75. On a state in 1892, Baltimore catcher Wilbert Robinson sets Major League Baseball record by going seven for seven in a nine inning game. Orioles route the St. Louis Cardinals 25 to four at Oriole Park. And on a state 1893, during the 27th Belmont, Willie Sims aboard the horse known as Comanche would win in 153.25. Some birthdays, of course, in the world of sports. On this date in 1910, Frank De, De, DeMarie was born in Winters, California. He was a baseball outfielder. He was, of course, earned the honor of Major League Baseball All-Star in 1936-37 with the Chicago Bears. I mean, Chicago Cubs and the New York Giants. He would eventually pass away in 1958. On this state in 1919, Kevin O'Flanagan was... Born in Dublin, Ireland, he was an, a rugby union wing, winger. He had one test with the London Irish RFC. He was also a soccer striker at FAI with 10 caps and Ireland with three caps. And also an administrator with the International Olympic Committee from 1976 to 1994. He would eventually pass away in 2006. On a date in 1921, Jean, uh, make sure that I have that. I'll make sure that I, I have this. Jean Robic was born in Vosiers, uh, France, was a road cyclist of French descent. Of course, he won the Tour de France in 1947. Also, he would win world championship gold in cyclocross in 1950. He would eventually pass away in 1980. On the state of 1927, Laszlo Kubala was born in Budapest, Hungary. He was a soccer striker. He had three caps for Hungary, six for Czechoslovakia, 19 for Spain, for Catalonia and also played 186 games with FC Barcelona and also was also a manager for Spain between 1969 and 1980. He would eventually pass away in 2002. And I'll say 1931, Jim Fareed was born, of course, in Pine Bluff, North Carolina. He was a golfer. Of course, he had one PGA Tour win and he's a two-time senior PGA Tour winner. He would eventually pass away just this year also ladies and gentlemen a couple of passings right here uh legend i believe is the legendary boxer jack johnson passed away on his date in 1946 and legendary hockey player gordy howe passed away on his date in 2016. also some weddings of course here as we said 1962 gail sayers from the from the bears would marry his high school sweetheart linda mcneil 1989, Steve Yzerman from the Detroit Red Wings would marry Lisa Brennan. 1995, of course, Rodney Peet from the Eagles would marry actress Holly Robinson in Los Angeles. And on this day in 2002, Soviet Russian 1988-1994 Olympic champion skater Ekaterina Gordiva, who was 31 at the time, would marry 1998 Olympic champion figure skater Ila Kulik, who was 25 at the time, in San Francisco. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there, of course, with your uh, wrestling and your pop culture history and birthday uh, report there, of course, for today. And like I said, we will repeat, of course, this myself and the Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, as well as, of course, tomorrow's um, wrestling and pop culture history when we do our review of the weekend's uh, history on WCW-US Raw Radio, of course, coming up this Monday afternoon. 1-605-562-0444, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID, uh, 141-364-pound. This is episode 364 of WCWS Power Hour. It is 6.23 p.m. As we said, this is Saturday, June 10th, 2023. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here on the line here with you. Of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Of course, taking it easy after, of course, a very unique uh very big time of course week here of course in the world of uh of wrestling and of course and also other uh moments here as well where we've had a lot of things happen of course not just also in wrestling but also of course in pop culture most notably of course a lot of course in sports with both NHL and also uh NBA playoffs of course going on right now obviously of course the Denver Nuggets of course on a roll with, of course, like I said, they will be playing, uh, according to, of course, from the Iceman last night on Revolution. They will be playing their next game, of course, I think this coming Monday in Denver. And, of course, if Denver can pull it off, they may end up end up winning the NBA championship. So, we'll have to wait and see, of course, what happens there. Of course, the Iceman is keeping an eye on it. And also, like we said, the the NHL playoffs. And I'm sure we'll get some more updates about that, of course, throughout the throughout the weekend of course also hopefully there'll be some more stuff posted about this on our page wcws sports roundup and of course we'll make sure we get that on there with of course any uh any reviews of course here as well as far as it and any other of course sports stories of course as well also ladies and gentlemen of course (coughs) of course still hyping up of course the money in the bank event which will be coming at the beginning of next month uh live of course uh qualifying matches to be see who will go into the men's and women's of course money in the bank ladder matches of course here at that event also of course here ladies and gentlemen uh can stuff can problems continue to rise of course within the bloodline organization the, the bloodline faction of course obviously uh obviously we saw that on evident last night on SmackDown, of course. Uh, where I do believe it was Jey Uso that obviously uh, got an opportunity for, of course, the United States title. But uh, thanks, of course, in no part to Austin Theories, of course, new pals, the, the uh, tag team pretty deadly. Uh, Austin Theory, of course, obviously pulled off the win there. Of course, obviously, Solo Sequoia, but I'm sure. Obviously, obviously, of course. Uh, Obviously, of course, like I said, uh, had a hand, also had a a hand in that, of course, here as well. Uh, Of course, been, of course, a lot more talk here ever since, of course, what happened at Double or Nothing. Obviously, uh, of course, uh, Chris Statlander's, of course, unique big time run here, of course, obviously, as far as, you know, with the TBS championship, of course, obviously, has been on a roll ever since earning that belt after she... uh, Accepted the open challenge made by Mark Sterling, of course, at the event after Jade Cargill defeated Taya Valkyrie to retain the belt at Double or Nothing. And then, of course, obviously, Statlander returned and, and took him up on that offer. And about like under a minute, she was able to defeat Jade Cargill and pull and pick up the and pick up, of course, the win there. And, of course, actually, she's had some very unique title defenses, including one, of course, this past Wednesday on Dynamite against Anna Jay. Has been on a very unique role. Of course, it was also, it was all, it was, a course of course, as we've all said, of course, it's pretty much about time that Statlander obviously had an opportunity. It, even if it was it or the AEW women's belt, she did deserve an opportunity to hold a piece of gold. She has earned that, of course, here. She earned that, of course, even before getting hurt and all that. She had been plagued with a lot of injuries granted, but still, of course, she has persevered to get back, of course, on track and, of course, this is, of course, her monument. This is, of course, her, of course, her reward for, of course, making every single effort possible. And she has, of course, earned that opportunity in my own personal point of view. And speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we got to talk about last night's impact against all lodge event. Uh, of course, it was it was, of course, the, the second one in about two weeks that uh, that of course that they that they had this uh that they actually had this event that they had that the impact had of course a of course a friday night event of course just two weeks right after of course they had under siege um we saw of course some big we heard some some big time action here of course here as well and between myself keeping it up with it of course on wikipedia and obviously of course. uh thanks also to the King Clubs Mitt Mitt Patel for of course obviously he had been of course keep paying attention to this event of course here as well and we're confirming of course everything here that was that was that was said here uh that was of course reported of course on Wikipedia. Let us of course ladies and gentlemen bring you of course here courtesy of Wikipedia less less officially here. Bring you of course the official results here of 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 course this match uh <clears throat> the first one right here ladies and gentlemen uh actually the first two matches listed here of course were considered pre-show matches one of them of course actually was made sometime between thursday night and right before i guess before, i guess before uh against all odds took place but we did not originally have this listed officially um uh, But in five minutes and two seconds, ladies and gentlemen, one half of the Knockouts Tag Team Champions, the Coven, of course, Kylen King, who had, of course, her tag team partner, Taylor Wilde, in her corner, uh, did defeat uh, the returning Nevaeh uh, in that match. And one match that we did have listed, of course, was the match for the Digital Media Championship, as once again, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Hendry. Did get by Dirty Dango, who of course we knew as Fondango in WWE to of course hold on to that belt. He has been, of course, on a big time roll ever since, of course, winning that championship. He has not no one has not been able to knock to knock him to knock that belt loose from him. So he's been doing quite well indeed. But as for the actual matches that took place here, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and run them on down here for you. In 12 minutes and 30 seconds last night, of course. Frankie Kazarian did defeat Eddie Edwards in nine minutes and 43 seconds. Of course, the match for the Impact World Tag Team titles, the champions ABC, Ace Austin and Chris Bay retained the belts over the team of the good hands. Of course, Jason Hutch and John Schuyler, of course, obviously Brian Myers was in their corner, but apparently apparently it did not seem to did not seem to work in this case. In 11 minutes and 51 seconds, ladies and gentlemen, in the dog collar match, Masha Slamovich got by Killer Kelly to win that match. This one right here was, of course, to a degree, the first big, big moment, of course, of the night here. In 13 minutes and 12 seconds, of course, the match for the X Division Championship, of course, as you know, Trey Miguel has been on a humongous been on a humongous role, no doubt. Very talented, of course, young competitor. Been holding that X exhibition championship for quite some time but of course ladies and gentlemen a legendary of course wrestler has been a part of impact of course for many many years uh chris Sabin, of course one half of the motor city machine guns uh chris Sabin uh, once again of course um gets this time gets by train miguel to pick up the x division championship uh so so like i said That's one half, of course, of the surprises, and the other one, of course, is yet to come. In 19 minutes and 6 seconds, ladies and gentlemen, the 8-4-1 match determined who would be next to, of course, compete for the Impact World title, whoever the champion would be, of course, at the end of the night. As you know, of course, ladies and gentlemen, (coughs) uh, as you know, the team of Bully Ray, Heat, Jonathan Gresham, and Nick Aldis, would take on the team of Mike Bailey, Moose, PCO, and Rich Swan. Uh, Bully Ray, Heath, Gresham, and Aldous would defeat Bailey, Moose, PCO, and Rich Swan to move into the next phase. Of course, the phase two, of course, became a fatal four-way between, of course, the teammates, as Nick Aldous would get by Bully Ray, Heath, and Jonathan Gresham by submission in order to earn that opportunity to be the next number one contender for the uh impact world title and of course we would we, hopefully we will find out here soon when they're going to do that um, some speculation may be it might not be until august at the at their multiverse united event but right now we're we will wait and see of course uh of course when when they i'm sure they'll make that announcement possibly coming up on this coming thursday's edition of impact but we'll find that out and then try to let you know in 10 minutes and three seconds, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the, the, the knockouts tag tag match that took place as the knockouts champion, Deanna Perrazzo and, and uh, Trinity, who, of course, we would know, we knew, we knew as Naomi, would defeat Giselle Shaw and, and Savannah Evans, of course, to uh, pick up the win there. Of course, obviously, of course, at some point down the road, Trinity, I think, is probably going to have the opportunity to face Deanna Perazzo for that title. But we'll definitely, of course, find that out when if that will ever, of course, here take place. Uh, <clears throat> but of course, that was a great match. Of course, nevertheless, in 14 minutes and 53 seconds in the Ohio Street Fight OVE, which of course, which means of course, Ohio versus everything, who of course was made up of Sammy Callahan, Jake Crist, and Madman Fulton, would get by Diener, Angel Angels and Khan, who was formerly known as Connor of course, known as the design, of course, uh, by pinfall in that. And ladies and gentlemen, here is the second Here is the second surprise, of course, of this. Now, as you know, of course, Alex Shelley did earn the opportunity to face Steve Mocklin at Against All Odds, of course, through his win at Under Siege to earn that opportunity for the Impact World title. <clears throat> and, of course, that was a hard, hard, and, of course, it was a back and forth here match up here for what i read. And, and finally, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, in tw- like I said, 22 minutes and 41 seconds, which was the longest match, of course, of the entire night. <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, of course, and, and after, a course of course, many, many years of trying, to, tr- many, many years of trying, Alex Shelley, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> a former, I believe, tag team, tag team champion in Impact, I'm sure a former X Division champion in Impact, and I'm sure also holder of several belts, even in new Japan and other and possibly other promotions around the world. Finally did the impossible and got by Steve Mocklin with his infamous move, the shell shock to pick, to become the brand new impact world heavyweight champion. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we saw the picture here earlier. I do think we saw the picture last night. I do think Mitt, of course, for posting the picture of it, uh, it was a tremendous, tremendous, of course, victory here as well. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, both members of the Motor City Machine Guns, of course, now holding singles gold. As Chris Sabin is the X Division champion, and Alex Shelley is the Impact World heavyweight champion. So at some point down the road, we will obviously see Alex Shelley, of course, go up against Nick Aldis. As to when that will happen, we're not, we're not sure, but I'm sure that will be, of course, A very unique matchup here. Nonetheless, this I'm sure, like I said, will should definitely, of course, give Impact Wrestling, of course, a little bit of a push here. Of course, in in competing against the likes, of course, of others, including, uh, of course, WWE, AEW, and all that. But nevertheless, here, like, nevertheless, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he may has probably has received a lot of congratulations from a lot of his of course, peers all over the world, of course, including not just in Impact, but I'm sure also possibly some that may know him in WWE, some that may know him in AEW, some that may know him in New Japan, and all around, of course, but nevertheless, congratulations, of course, all are in order to, of course, like I said, we should say, of course, to the Motor City Machine Guns, period, because like I said, both men, of course, obviously, coming up here with Tremendous victories, of course, here, as I'm sure we'll probably notice here uh, tonight. <clears throat> I mean, Thursday night, of course, on Impact, we'll see, of course, both members of the Motor City Machine Guns, of course, with, of course, Alex Shelley holding holding the Impact World title and, of course, Chris Sabin holding the X Division title. And, of course, you never know what could happen, of course, but still it was nevertheless here, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique moment here in the... So, but we'll definitely do some talking about it here this coming Monday on Raw Radio. But nevertheless, it was a, it was, of course, a very unique event indeed. And we'll keep you apprised, of course, of all that coming up here in the next couple of days. Of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, w- with, of course, a lot of very unique things that's taking place, including, of course, also, Last night on SmackDown, the introduction, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, that night at night of champions, of course, Asuka did get by Bianca Belair to become the new Raw Women's Champion, but of course, as we, as of course, was reported by even J.D., Justin, and Mitt last night, and was of course brought to, and of course, all, every, all of them were of course talking about this, um, and of course, I even noticed this myself, that they have apparently are possibly no longer going to do belts of course the women's championships as far as of course locked into of course either raw or smackdown instead what they're going to do is they're going to have one women's championship and they're calling it of course obviously the wwe women's championship they introduced the belt last night of course out of all people adam pierce introduced it which i didn't think he really had the authority to do even though he is a technically. WWE official I know that's possibly by storyline but still nevertheless it was it was still kind of awkward in my personal point of view uh but nevertheless of course even of course while this was being done uh, all all of a sudden of course who who returns of course who we had not seen since Wrestlemania when she lost a Smackdown women's title to Rhea Ripley <clears throat> of course, obviously, of course, you know, that was, of course, thanks to Dominant Mysterio. Um, of course, we end up seeing, uh, of course, the return of Charlotte. So, obviously, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, once again, the card is played and it seems that, that Charlotte, of course, has already thrown out the, the gauntlet and thrown out, of course, the first challenge to Oscar for this new belt. Even before they start to, of course, do anything Uh even before, I'm sure they discussed about what they're going to do. Of course, involving this new championship. So, nevertheless, here, folks, uh, we we of course obviously are going to be watching all this very very carefully. And of course, as a question that I posed to everyone last night, and of course, I'm sure several of our guys here. I'm sure JD. I'm sure Mitt. I'm sure Justin. And I'm sure maybe several others who probably may have probably been reading. I've seen a lot of videos and reading a lot of things about what happened last night on SmackDown um, are going to be, of course, another question is obviously going to be asked here since apparently they're going to be doing uh, They've announced. They're going to be doing possibly one women's title. The question next question is going to be, what are they going to do with the belt that Rhea Ripley is currently holding, which of course is still to our understanding still being referred to as the SmackDown Women's Belt. Um, I mean, if they're going to have one, technically one, Universal Women's Belt, what are they going to uh, What? What are, they go, what are they, of course, going to do with the belt that Rhea is holding? I mean, are they going to take that belt off of Rhea and tell her, okay, you need to, like I said, what you'll need to do is you'll need to kind of earn the opportunity the grab of the belt that, that was awarded to Oscar, or are they going to make another women's belt? Of course, I mean, I mean, even though they said they were going to just do the one, I mean, who, who knows? You know, apparently, somebody was not doing a whole lot of planning here. Uh, obviously, I don't know if Triple H or Vince or anybody else, of course, was kind of thought about this idea or not. But obviously, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we, of course, need to pretty much be of course be asking ourselves this question about what they're gonna do about that. And obviously of course this was not addressed of course when they when they made this announcement on SmackDown that unless of course there is this unless of course the announcement concerning the belt that Rhea Ripley is currently holding is is going to is going to be answered of course here sometime soon. But but nevertheless here but, 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 but nevertheless, here, we'll just definitely have to be watching all this. And, of course, here, uh, um, uh, we'll definitely, of course, have to, of course, be watching all this very, very carefully. And, like I said, you know, unless, of course, the WWE announces something about this officially, uh, we'll just simply have to, of course... We'll just, of course, like I said, for the most part, ladies and gentlemen, we'll simply just, we'll simply just go have to formulate our own theories about what they're going to do. But of course, the logical thing they would, that since they officially made this announcement, the logical thing that they can obviously do is that they can obviously, of course, take the belt off, take the belt that Rhea Ripley has and tell her, okay, look, that. We are only we are only going to do have one women's championship belt. Oscar, of course, is the, currently going to be considered the first champion. And then in order for you to have an opportunity at that belt, you're going to have to, of course, earn the opportunity. You want to, to earn that shot for it. So, I mean, unless, of course, they were officially retiring, of course, the Raw and SmackDown women's belts. So, I mean, we'll just have to, of course, wait and see, of course, what will of course what will of course happen there so we'll just have to watch all this very carefully and i'm sure like if any of our guys find out something i'm sure like i said you know it could be of course jd could be mitt could be justin danny could find out something um uh, michelle could find out something. i mean anybody could find out it, something about this but anyway i'm sure we'll have some news about all this coming up here very very soon 6.44 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. It is, of course, Saturday, uh, June 10th, 2023, episode 364 of WCW US Power Hour. Of course, as we said, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID uh, 141-364-POUND. Of course Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw here, of course, with you, as we said, the rest of the panel, way too tough to, way too tough to handle, taking it easy and resting up. Of course, to be ready for of course, this coming um, this coming of course, uh, Monday af- Monday afternoon of course, on raw radio. But don't forget, of course, tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, between the seven and 8 a.m hour will be WCWS this morning, of course, 805 8613 pound. Is I'll be bringing you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be running down, of course, what, running down, of course, like I said, our lineup for shows here for this week in the radio, for, for, this, for this coming week in the radio network. <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, any additional wrestling news that comes in between overnight after tonight's edition of Power Hour and, of course, tomorrow morning, we'll bring it here to you courtesy of 411 Mania. Be sure to listen in on WCWS this morning, coming up here tomorrow between the 7 and 8 a.m. hour. Of course, part of the radio network on TalkShoe.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go on right ahead. Let's go ahead here, ladies and gentlemen, and bringing this right here. Of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, I meant to mention one other uh, one other thing I forgot to mention one other thing that was making the uh uh um that was of course the big time news here I did mention that mention this here before as of course with a lot of news uh um of course a lot of the great the, the the unique news of course and all that got of course we got talking about the women's championship situation and I forgot to bring this up of course, keep in mind one other one, one somber moment that did take place, of course, in the world of wrestling. Uh, well, we did hear of two. One of them was, of course, officially coming from the Iceman, Jerry DiGiorgio, that the t- TV show Young Rock, that had been premiering on, uh, um, um, on uh, the Peacock Network, of course, to NBC, of course, has officially been canceled. So for those who were big fans of that show, we're not sure about what's going to be the status of the shows that were already out, but but uh, but apparently they decided to go ahead and pull the plug on that show. Of course, the top the top uh, wrestling story, of course, I believe of the whole uh, the the top um, <clears throat> the top wrestling story, obviously, of course, ladies and gentlemen, was the unfortunate passing of WWE. Legend and Hall of Famer, of course, the Iron Sheik, who passed away, I believe, this past Wednesday at the age of 81 years old. Of course, our, our thoughts and prayers here in the radio network continue to be with, of course, the family, friends, and many, many fans of, of course, this legendary superstar. So, our, And of course, he will be sorely missed, of course, by the wrestling community. And now let's go and get you you up to date with some, of course, wrestling news. Of course, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania, of course, keep in mind that the radio network, as always, thanks our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition and right here on Power Hour, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, as well as, of course, WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. Keep in mind, in 2023, ladies and gentlemen, here throughout 2023 here, we got still got plenty of time to do this. Uh, we're still working on trying to get more of our shows up and going. So, ladies and gentlemen, please continue to, of course, uh, check in with us. Of course, once we get more of our shows up and going, and like I said, we'll definitely utilize 411 Mania, of course, throughout some of their other categories, in addition to their movies and television and also wrestling, uh, stories they also have stories talking about music as well as games and also even the MMA so we'll try bringing some some extra stories of course through those channels of course on 411mania.com now of course to some of your wrestling stories that they have of course posted right here our first story of course coming in today from Jeffrey Harris. <coughs> as for some WWE news as Davacado challenges both Scripts and Axiom to a handicap match plus also Bailey is set for for another for the next episode of The Bump Davacado is ticked at both Axiom and Scripts on the last Tuesday's edition of NXT Axiom helped Scripts score a big upset win now Davacado wants some payback challenging both both wrestlers to a two-on-one handicap match. He t- took to Twitter earlier today and wrote, Dead Man Walking, how about you You both cockroaches against me, two-on-one, at Scripps WWE, at Axiom underscore WWE, at WWE NXT. Axiom later responded, all that height, but not very smart, I see, at Axiom WWE, at Axiom underscore WWE, what you think about making this official. Axiom replied, no better way to spend a Tuesday than slaying a giant. Let's do it. No, Pissarra. Of course, you can look at the exchange, of course, obviously, between Davocado and also, of course, uh, uh, scripts and Axiom. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, this match, of course, may end up becoming official on NXT. It seems that it's going to be like a two-on-one put- the match, obviously, of course, being talked about is a two-on-one match pitting both Scripts teaming up with Axiom versus Davocado. We'll find out, of course, if this match has been made official this coming Tuesday's edition of NXT. Also, on today's edition of the SmackDown Lowdown, Matt Camp, Matt Camp announced that Bailey will be a guest on next week's edition of The Bump on, of course, uh, coming up this Wednesday, June the 14th. So we will, of course, be, of course, for those who who look at, of course, that episode of The Bump, be sure to, of course, check out, of course, what Bailey has to say. The story just now coming in. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight as Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, Father's Day Street Fight and more set for a WWE super show. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio in a Father's Day street fight and more matchups have been announced for next weekend's Super Show live event. The Charleston Coliseum is advertising the following lineup for next weekend's WWE Sunday Stunner Super Show on Sunday, June 18th. It is being held in Charleston, West Virginia. First off, ladies and gentlemen, a world heavyweight title match as Seth Rollins defends against The Miz, a Father's Day street fight, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio a tag team title match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against the Viking Raiders. The right now, the current SmackDown women's champion, Rhea Ripley is taking on Natalya and the intercontinental title and in a triple threat match as Gunther defends against both Matt Riddle and also Shinsuke Nakamura. WWE.com is also advertising Cody Rhodes and the Usos for the event. Because we, we, had, we don't not know. Of course, in what capacity they'll be in, unless, of course, they are going to wrestle somebody or they're just going to just be there. I'm not sure, but we haven't heard. But as soon as we have some update about that, we will, of course, let you know. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here uh, tonight as Chris Statlander talks about when she started hearing talk of her winning the TBS title. During a recent chat with Nick Halsman for House of Wrestling, H A U S of Wrestling, recently crowned AEW TBS champion Chris Statlander discussed her return and the talks of having her win the belt a few weeks before it happened. Here are some highlights via FIFA. Of course, Chris Statlander talking about the talks of her winning the TBS belt weeks before her return. Chris says there was talks about it a few months before I fully returned, but I always never believed that things are going to happen until I walk out there and it happens. So I was kind of just kind of just even the night before, I was like, well, we'll see if this happens, because things can change. That's how it is. It wasn't that I don't trust people. It's just that you know things happen so much, things need to be changed, and you you can never really, it's more just you don't want to set yourself up for disappointment. It wasn't anything like, oh, we're not sure if you're the one that's going to do it. It was just it was more just, you know, we'll see what the defendant plans are when we get there. On her reaction, when she first uh, when she first heard heard the idea, Chris says, but I do remember when I first heard the idea, I was kind of like, if that's what you want. It was a very, very. Very, very cool thing to know. Now, a lot of people trusted me to be that one. And I just hope that in that moment that I did return, and everything I continue to do while I have the title lives up to and exceeds expectations. As you know, at last month's Double or Nothing event, Statlander made her surprise return, beating the undefeated Jade Cargill in an impromptu title match to become the second TBS champion. Cargill had previously held the belt for 508 days of course even though some of us do not like jade cargill I, we will of course give her her props of course and that was a very unique achievement and of course she may also still look like a man but that's beside the point but of course there was some talk that i think that cargill had possibly planned on taking some time off anyway there was some talk, it was not etched in stone but it was some talk that that may happen That that might was was going to happen, but we have not heard that yet. So but that may be be, uh, the reason why, of course, Statlander was able to come back in and win it. We do have that episode of the HAUS House of Wrestling podcast, of course, that was recorded yesterday. As, of course, Chris Statlander does talk about CM Punk's AEW return, also the soft roster split, and also her winning the TBS belt. Uh, you can check it out through, of course, Apple Podcast, or you can, of course, listen to it from where I just read this story. Our next story, of course, right here. Andrew Ravens posted this story today as Eric Bischoff calls CM Punk the biggest financial flop in wrestling and also an overrated star. On the last episode of Strictly Business, Eric Bischoff talked about CM Punk's return to AEW for the debut episode of Collision on June 17th and his belief that Punk isn't a big star. Here, of course, are some highlights on not seeing Punk as a draw. Bischoff says this was a major show, a brand new show announced on a major network with what everybody thought was this huge star. And I'm telling you, like I told you from day one, this guy is not a star. On what he does respect Punk for, Bischoff says, and here's a really fun part of this that I'm thoroughly freaking enjoying. He has set himself up for just a dramatic failure. He came in with all this mystique, and he did a good job of creating that mystique and maintaining it. And for that, I have respect. On Punk Not Delivery Business for A.W. Bischoff says, once he got there, Punk didn't deliver, and then he turned into a into a B, you know what I mean there. And then he turned into something a little darker than just being a bee and being whiny. And the audience has started to turn against him. The rabbit CM Punk fan base has diminished substantially because of all the misgoss and all the drama and the politics backstage. And the fights and the biting and the dog, the scratching and the hair pulling and whatever else went on. It sounded like such a bee fest to me anyway. Now we're bringing Punk back. Remember when I told you. If I were Tony Khan, I would not bring Punk to the UK. I would establish the fact that I could sell 70,000 tickets without him, and then they sold 65,000 tickets, and then they announced him. How many additional tickets have they sold? About 700, like a percent, whatever it is. It's incremental at best, and now they're having a hard time selling out these collision shows with Punk as a centerpiece. Am I right, or am I right? When I said that, I took so much heat for this. Seeing Punk is the most overrated. I didn't say even say potential i said he was going to be the biggest financial flop in recent history and i think i'm being proven right every minute of the day of course like i said we do credit of course the 83 weeks podcast of course here for this um and i thought we were possibly going to have a a video for this and apparently ladies gentlemen does not seem to be up so We'll try to find it if it is on YouTube, and we'll try to post that in the interview corner page if there is a video course for this for this episode, uh, that, uh, for this uh, podcast featuring Eric Bischoff talking about CM Punk. Joseph Lee posted this story here today as Clark Connors says that Jay White and Juice Robinson couldn't cut it in New Japan. In an interview with the Square Circle podcast, via FIFO, Clark Connors took a shot at Jay White and Juice Robinson, claiming the two went to AEW because they couldn't cut it. They couldn't cut it in New Japan. Connors recently joined the Bullet Club uh, War Dogs, while White and Robinson formed Bullet Club Gold in AEW. Here, of course, are some highlights on joining the Bullet Club. Connors says, "I never wanted to join a faction. If anything, I was going to make my own." Basically, what had happened when I saw when I saw David Finley attack Jay White and kind of take over Bullet Club, something sparked in my head where I was like, Is this something that I could join and be a part of? I didn't care if it was Bullet Club or if it was its own thing, but I like whatever Finley was doing. He's been in a similar situation that I've been in for a long time where he's been overlooked. People don't think he's a great wrestler or one not when he's actually phenomenal. So I decided to jump on that bandwagon, if you will. The thing. It's easy to join up with someone else who has like, like-minded ideals. And then I knew that uh, Gab and Alex and Dan Maloney were all magnetic people with like-minded ideas all draw to each other. So what we are now isn't your traditional Bullet Club. It's new. It's dangerous. It's mean. So therefore... Sorry about that. It really isn't what Bullet Club used to be. It was never something I wanted to join beforehand because they're boring back in the day. They're the biggest nerds I've ever seen in my life. And I'm so glad we're changing that for the better. On Bullet Club Gold, Connor says the fact that it's called Bullet Club Gold means it's not the original. It's some knockoff or something. How they got the rights, how they're using Bullet Club, I don't know. I think it's BS. I think it's an offense to what Bullet Club is. People might say, well, they've been in Bullet Club longer than you. It's like, no, they have not. I'm in the real Bullet Club. They are not. They're just making up their own thing over there. Good for Jay White. That's all I got. Say, good for Juice Robinson. They couldn't cut it in New Japan, so they had to go over to AEW. That's all I got to say about that. AEW consistently has the worst wrestlers than New Japan. New Japan, as much as I don't love the company as it is, we are the best pro wrestlers in the world, and Bullet Club is the top faction in that company. Therefore I am the one of the I am one of the best pro wrestlers in the world. Better than Jay White, better than Juice Robinson. I've just never had the chance to prove it. Here it is. My chance is coming. I just saw that they that they brought in those AWS kids. Good God. That's good. Please all four of them versus any four of the war dogs. I mean, we're going to we're going to destroy. Him. We'll mop the floor with him. Like I said, Jay's a great leader, and Juice is a veteran. But these two kids, these goofballs, good for them. I don't know what the hell, what the hell they're doing, but it isn't Bullet Club. So, apparently, Clark Connor's taking a big, a big punch. Of course, at uh, you know, obviously, since being a part of the Bullet Club, of course, obviously, you know, has really gotten a big stroke, big time here, indeed. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Roosh and Bestia Del Ring have officially quit AAA, and Roosh says that he is totally independent. In a post on Facebook, Roosh announced that he and his father, Bestia Del Ring, have quit AAA and are now totally independent. Totally independent, excuse me. Roosh Rush and L.A. Park were set to team up at Triple Mania and Tijuana next month to face Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown. The losing team was set to face each other at the Mexico City Triple Mania event in a mask versus hair match. Lucha Blog noted that while the July event main event of El Hijo del Vikingo versus Kenny Omega is big outside of Mexico, the Roosh match and the possibility of Roosh versus Park was also the draw in Mexico. However, this doesn't mean Roosh will be able to wrestle at AEW, it doesn't mean that Russia will be able to wrestle with AEW and New Japan Forbidden Door 2. AAA talent are generally not permitted to work those kinds of events due to an arrangement New Japan has with CMLL. Rush has been a part of the AEW roster since signing back in September. Of course, this tweet right here from Lucha Blog, at LuchaBlog says, on Facebook, Rush announced that he and his father have quit AAA immediately and are back to being independents. And of course, there are some there's a website and of course in a picture on that tweet if you wish to check that out. Roosh and of course also of course ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> also from the Lucha Blog Twitter account Roosh was scheduled to team with LA Park against Psycho Clown and Sam Madonnas in Tijuana where the losing team would have a hair versus mask match in August. Omega by Kingo is a bit is a, is a big out, is a big match outside of Mexico but that tag match and the possibility of Park and Roosh was the was the big ticket seller and of course obviously and also for i guess they were answering a question i guess possibly from a fan or something where they simply just which the lucha block account pretty much just said no Uh, and of course like i said ladies and gentlemen this um um, from the uh, Rouge Toro Blanco, it looks like uh, um, uh, Twitter Twitter account, of course. Obviously, they actually posted something, of course, in uh, Spanish, of course, right there, which I'm sure you might be able to find it, but they, it was posted about five hours ago. You may be able to find it, of course, on Facebook, uh, like it says, under Rush, uh R U S H Toro Blanco. If you wish to go back and uh, take a look at that, and of course, if you are able to speak Spanish, you might be able to. Of course, uh, might be able to. Of course, check that out. Very interesting uh, episode. Uh, very interesting story right here, folks. Joseph Lee just posted this story. As tonight's AAW show has been canceled after the city of Chicago shuts down the venue where it was scheduled. and a post on Twitter, AAW has announced that tonight's event has been canceled after the city of Chicago shut down their host venue. The venue Irving Hall had, was shut down last night. The announcement reads, Irving Hall was shut down by the city last night. We tried to pull something together, but on super short notice, we couldn't make it happen. We are forced to cancel tonight's event. We'll begin the refund process as soon as possible of course they posted this from the it was also on their on their twitter account which is at aawpro so so those who were planning on going to see this event apparently like i said like for those who were going to be in chicago for this apparently like i said ladies gentlemen they don't know i mean it, had, it, had, it gives no details as to why the city of chicago shut down that event Our next story, of course, as we go back, obviously, to WWE, Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Gunther passes officially one year as the Intercontinental Champion, a very unique, of course, achievement right there. Indeed, Gunther, of course, as we also remember him as Walter, has hit another milestone in his reign as Intercontinental Champion as he's officially hit the one-year mark. Gunther is currently at 366 days after hitting a year yesterday. The ring general is in the top five longest-reign intercontinental champions in history. If he retains the title through June 28th, he will surpass Don Morocco's 384-day reign for the number four spot. The others in the top five, of course, include Randy Savage at 414, Pedro Morales at 424, and the and also the another Hall of Famer, the Honky Tonk Man, at 454. Gunther posted on his Twitter handle, which is at Gunther underscore A-U-T, 365. So, congr- so, definitely, of course, so like I said, ladies and gentlemen, he is, of course, obviously, uh, now he is number five, of course, in the list of the top five longest. And I said, like, and of course, if he can hold on to it for another, at least another 18 days, he will actually go by Don Morocco and become the number four man. Which are, and then afterwards, he'll have some work to do to catch up to Randy Savage, Pedro Morales, and the Honky Tonk Man to of, course, uh, to, of course, become the longest reigning intercontinental champion. But, of course, like I said, he is one, and we'll give him credit where credit is due. He is one, as Greg Valentine used to say, he is one tough hombre. So it would not surprise me at all if he was able to achieve that goal. So we'll have to wait and see, ladies and gentlemen, about how he will, about how he will, of course, uh, proceed with that. We turn once again our attention to uh, AEW here, as Joseph Lee posted this today, as Seamstress Sandra Gray thanks AEW and Tony Khan for the loving send-off. As previously reported, AEW Seamstress Sandra Gray Retired from AEW and finished up her commitments on the road. Now post on Twitter, Gray thanked AEW and Tony Khan for what she called a loving sendoff. She wrote the following, With all my heart, thank you, at Tony Khan and my entire at AEW family for the most beautiful and loving sendoff ever. I'm so honored to have been with this company since day one. I'm overwhelmed with all the love and respect you gave to me. A beautiful ending. Thank you all. And of course, that was on that was her uh, on her official Twitter account, which is at sgo vintage. So you can of course check out that tweet right there. But and I'm sure possibly some who were involved in AEW when she first started, uh, also probably maybe wishing her well, including of course I'm sure one person in particular, obviously, and that is uh, Cody and Brandy Rhodes. But we'll see, of course. Uh, We'll see, of course, all about that. Joseph Lee posted this last night. I mean, posted this tonight as the rating for SmackDown and viewership drop, of course, against the NBA Finals. Spoiler TV reports that last night's episode of SmackDown was down in viewership and ratings from last week's high. The show had 2.226 million viewers down from both the preliminary which is 2.46 million and the final 2.563 million numbers from last week is still higher than the viewership numbers from May. Last night's episode had a 0. let's see 0.337 I'm sorry 0.57 rating excuse me in the key 18 to 49 demographic once again down from last week's preliminary 0.7 and final 0.73 ratings. Shows up against game four of the NBA Finals on ABC. Of course, the game between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets drew 7.605 million viewers against SmackDown's second hour. SmackDown's first went against NBA Countdown in the first half hour of the game, which drew 4.756 million and 6.034 million viewers, respectively. Other shows with more viewers include a rerun of SWAT on CBS with 2.592 million both hours of NBC's Dateline 2.662 million and 2.187 million and a rerun of CBS's Blue Bloods which is 2.487 million. NBA coverage also took up the top four spots of the top five rated network programs last night with WWE at number 5. This means Smackdown was the was the top rated among all non-NBA programming in the 18 the 49 Uh, demographic. So obviously they were able to hold on, of course, in that respect here as well. We do have, of course, several good stories right here, folks. We'll go ahead and We'll bring, you, we'll bring you some right here. Uh, Jeffrey Harris right here posted this right here as with some Impact Wrestling news. Of course, also the video highlights and promos from last night's Against All Odds event. Impact Wrestling released, of course, the following backstage promo videos from last night's Against All Odds event. Of course, you can check out, of course, a lot of these through... Of course, tweets. Of course, through uh, through Impact Impact Wrestling's Twitter account, which is at Impact Wrestling. Of course, you can check out all of them. Uh, <clears throat> of course, talking about like I said, all the matches right here, including of course Joe Hendry retaining the Digital Media title, Chris Sabin becoming the uh, becoming a nine-time Exhibition champion. Of course, Frankie Kazarian posting on his Twitter account, seek respect, not attention uh also of course ladies and gentlemen uh video highlights of course from the event of course is of course uh officially official are officially of course up we will post a lot of we will post these videos ladies and gentlemen uh From last night's Against All Odds event in both of our Impact U.S. uh, Facebook pages. Everybody will have an opportunity to, of course, uh, check all that out. So we'll get those on there, of course, as soon as possible. But, of course, as we said, the action in Against All Odds last night was indeed, of course, hot and heavy from what we understand, so. But again, like I said, I got some kudos out to, of course, uh, the Iceman, Jared drama, and especially, of course, the Kenny clothes Mitt Patel, for, of course, keeping us up to date here as well, helping us keep up to date with, of course, everything that went on with Against All Odds. Jeffrey Harris posted this story with some WWE news, as, of course, the show Most Wanted Treasures showcases Roddy Piper's original bagpipes. Also, the top ten moments from last night's SmackDown, and also highlights of SmackDown Lowdown. WWE and a released, of course, the clip for tomorrow's episode of WWE Most Wanted Treasure, showcasing Roddy Roddy Piper's original bagpipes. This is off the WWE Twitter account. What item are you most excited to see from Roddy Roddy Piper's iconic career? Of course, tune in tomorrow night at 9, 8 central only on at AETV for an all new episode of WWE's most wanted treasures. Of course, there's a picture on that tw- Twitter on that tweet if you wish to, of course, check that out. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, videos, of course, were released from today's episode of the <coughs> SmackDown Lowdown. Of course, ladies, one clip, of course, obviously, Zelina Vega calling out uh, damage control. Obviously, of course. As we said, ladies and gentlemen, Zelina Vega, of course, obviously, still tough as nails. And also, also, of course, here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the top ten moments, uh, we have the top ten of co- video, of course, of moments from last night's edition of, of SmackDown. And we will, of course, post that in our page, top ten and five things page. The SmackDown lowdown clip, <clears throat> we will post that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in the video vault. where so everybody can go back and take a look at it. Our next story right here, Jeremy Thomas posted this last night. As we did point out just a moment ago, Alex Shelley wins the Impact World title at Against All Odds. Let's bring you, of course, a little insight right here. Alex Shelley is your new Impact World Champion, capturing the title at Against All Odds. Shelley defeated Steve Mocklin, of course, on last night's show to win the belt, pinning the champion after a super kick and his move called the Shell Shock. Shelly's tag team partner, Chris Sabin won the exhibition title earlier in the night. The win marked Shelley's first run of the world title and ends Macklin's first reign at only 55 days. Macklin beat Kushida to win the vacant title back at Impact Rebellion. And, of course, you can check out the tweets, of course, from the Impact Wrestling Twitter account talking about this match. But once again, congratulations are definitely in order of course for alex shelley once becoming for the first time at his big time in his big time career the impact world heavyweight champion jeremy thomas posted this story last night with an updated card for money in the bank and also more superstars qualify for the money in the bank matches wwe has an updated lineup for money in the bank with more stars qualifying for the two matches. Of course, you can see the update lineup right here for the pay-per-view. You, we have it right here, which will air, of course, like we said, on, on July the 1st from London. And, of course, it will be on both, as you know, both Peacock and the network. The men's Money to Bank ladder match, of course, so far, we have the following. Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Butch, and Santos Escobar, with one more person yet to be announced. And the women's money to bank ladder match, Zelina Vega, Zoe Stark, Becky Lynch, Eosky, and Bailey, which, of course, both members of Damage Control, of course, obviously being in this, it's going to be a double whammy for everybody else. But there is still one more person left to, of course, qualify, I'm sure they'll have one more match, of course, here for that, of course, coming up here, possibly coming up next week, but we'll definitely let you know about that. And one more story to bring you here, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as Prince as Preston Vance shares a picture of, of stitches following his match on dynamite. Preston Vance needs stitches after the Texas tornado match. He, he competed in on dynamite and he showed them off on social media. Vance and Drylistico faced up against hook and, uh, of course, Jungle Boy Jack Perry in the match, of course, on Wednesday's edition of Dynamite. And Vance got busted open during the bout. Vance took to his Twitter account to share the photo of the stitches right in the following. Of course, I don't care about no effing stitches. Hashtag AEW. Hashtag A-W Dynamite, Hashtag LFI. Hashtag Pero Pelle- <clears throat> And, of course, you can check out his tweet, of course, from last night. At pres 10 Vance, if you wish to, of course, go and check that out. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there, of course, with some big time uh, wrestling news here. Uh, of course, like we said, uh, we covered just about everybody, of course, obviously with WWE, AEW, of course, Impact, uh, and of course, several others, obviously, of course, being mentioned here. But nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, a big time uh, discussion here tonight. So we thank you very much here, of course, for listening, as always, to WCWS Power Hour, of course, for this week, episode number 364. As we said, of course, tomorrow morning, sometime between the 7 and 8 a.m. hour, we will have, of course, our episode of WCWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND. As we said, we will, of course, bring you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will highlight what will take place on our shows in the radio network this week. And any additional wrestling stories that comes in overnight, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, provide them to you. So be sure to listen to all of that. <clears throat> be sure to be sure to, of course, uh, be sure to, of course, check check it if you have an opportunity to be sure to check it out, of course, here tomorrow morning. Uh, of course, for the entire WCWS. Uh, family, of course, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much here, of course, for listening. We always, of course, continue to let you know to check out all of our pages, of course, here on Facebook. <coughs> uh, including, of course, as we said, Fan Empire, Entertainment Cavalcade, uh, also Sports Roundup, the Game Show Alley page, our pop culture tribute groups, of course, especially Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, David Letterman, and Rodney Dangerfield the WCW, WCW U S movie channel and television network, of course, pages NASCAR U S preservation of the past. Also our tribute groups to both home improvement and Knight Rider. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in terms of wrestling, of course, keep in mind women of WCW U S some great women's wrestling action. Also, of course, be sure to check out our wrestling tribute groups, including NXT US, AWUS, ROH US WWF-US, AAA-US, uh, WWF-US, XWF-US, US, us and, of course, many, many more. And also, of course, definitely the Video Vault, ladies and gentlemen, where we have posted a lot of great classic moments, uh, matches, promos, vignettes. Be sure to check out all that here, of course, here as well. <clears throat> and also be sure to check out, of course, um, talkshoe.com of course for a lot of the classic episodes we've had of several of course of our shows And you can go back and listen to some of them of course here um, and, and listen to what we had to say of course and you can formulate your own thoughts and opinions based upon what we have all said of course the questions we have asked of course the answers we have given and everything of course under the sun be sure to of course like I said check all that out here as well <clears throat> so with that being said here folks we will of course like i said uh of course we will of course like i said let you know to just continue to ch- check everything out here that we have going on wcws also of course ladies and gentlemen i will point out that we will hopefully i will of course ladies and gentlemen be and <clears throat> be uh bringing the official results of our spectacular six-way prediction title challenge of course from under siege Night of Champions, NXT Battleground, also AEW's Double or Nothing, the NWA Crockett Cup, and also, of course, last night's Against All Odds event. Let you know who, of course, won the challenge, and, of course, who will face who for, of course, what championship. It could be some new belts. It could be existing belts. We we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let you know about that. And also, we will, of course, also go back and let you know about who won of course, as far as the voting went for our Heavenly King of the Ring tournament, of course, which led to, of course, the late Latino Heat himself, Eddie Guerrero, becoming the 2023 Heavenly King of the Ring. So we'll let you know, of course, about who pulled off the win there and who will receive a future opportunity at a a future WCWUS Trivia Championship Series belt. Or they may decide to want to compete against one of, of course, our own, one one of uh, the many folks that, are, that currently hold, of course, several of our championships. So we will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> we will, of course, keep you, of course, informed about all of that. But we will definitely hope we have that, let you know about all that information here by, of course, this coming Monday's edition of Raw Radio. So until tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, please take care. Please stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend here. Please stay safe out there, of course, in whatever you do. Uh, Of course, let's continue to say a prayer for all those affected by a lot of the things going on here, of course, in our country and in our world. Say a prayer for those, of course, affected by so many of of the events of the day going on here, of course, in our country and in our world. And and let them know that they are not alone, of course, in their grief and in their sorrow. And we will, of course, like I said, continue to, of course, keep them, of course, uh, strong, uh, strong, headstrong and and of course, uh, um, and of course, uh, up and going, of course, and whatever, everything they also all have to do, of course, in life. So take care and stay safe here, folks. We'll be back tomorrow morning with WCWS this morning. Take care and stay safe out there. Remember, since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and stay safe, here, folks. And we'll talk at you, of course, here, right here, uh, really, really soon. Um, please have a continue to have a good weekend, and we look forward to speaking to you really, really soon. Of course, united standing, we are WCWS. Take care.